and welcome everybody to Crutchfield, the podcast. I'm your host, JR, joined in studio today by my co-host, Eric. How are you today? I am wonderful. So happy to be here in person. At a safe distance, of course, but yes. in person, it's it's great. Yeah, we can stick out our arms towards each other and not touch. So we are fully. We're actually doing that. Right? You can we're, picture we and we are well short of being able to touch. And and he has long arms. I do. <laughs> Mine aren't that long, but his are. So uh, so yeah, we're here and we're recording another episode of Crutchfield the podcast. This one focuses on one of our stars. You know that's. It's kind of tough. We've got over 700 employees at Crutchfield, and we put a we put a premium on hiring the best people we can find, mm-hmm. cool people. You can't be cool without cool stuff. Yeah, if you've been working here for a while and you've <laughs> yet to buy anything from Crutchfield, your chances of being on this show Not are so good. pretty slim. <laughs> so uh, if you're li- if you're an employee wondering how to get on this show, buy some cool stuff. Yeah, and, and then want to talk about and it. And then want to talk about That's it, right. exactly. So we found one of those employees. Her name is... Maria. She's been with us a few years now, I think about four years. Yeah. And she started off here as a Spanish and international advisor. Right. So helping our customers, uh, not only with helping them pick out products, but also helping do tech support of products and customer support. So anything after the sale, Mm -hmm. before the sale, any and all of that stuff. Oh, and she does it in two languages. (laughs) That's right. So she's learned basically like right out of the gate. Here's three different jobs. Yeah. And do them in two different languages. That's right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> it takes a special type of person to be able to pull that off. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, she and she impressed so much. Uh, she's done such a wonderful job. She's already been promoted. She is now a team leader in the sales department. So uh, we've got her coaching our other people on how to be at least half as cool as her. So, uh, and I had the pleasure of speaking with Maria for a good long while about. Uh, some of the stuff that she and her family uh, use and enjoy at their home. Uh, and uh, we're going to get into it. We're just going to get right into the interview. Let's jump in. You ready? Yes, let's do this. Let's do it. This is Maria and me. You play You play music, right? I do. Yeah, I haven't done it in a while. But, uh, yep, it's something I grew up with since I was six. So uh, when I was six, my dad decided that um, he wanted all of us to grow up knowing something because his father was uh he played trumpet so my grandfather played trumpet and his father played trumpet so it was just kind of something that he grew up with so uh it was five of us i have five siblings including myself so he was like let's make a band and that's what we did he we never went to school or anything it was self-taught um and we did that until till i got pregnant about five years ago we did that uh, throughout the year, we played in quinceañeras, weddings, everything. So you had you had booked gigs and stuff like you were you oh, were yeah. a professionally oh, yeah, booked yeah, yeah, band, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We were, yep. We 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 played. Um, it was really funny because we ended up um, being the final act at one of uh, the Latin bars up in Northern Virginia. And when we got there, um, they didn't want to let us in because I was twelve, my little brother was ten, um, my oldest brother's one was fourteen, and the other one was sixteen. So they're like, "We can't let you guys in. This is a bar." And they're like, "Well, you won't have a band that's gonna close tonight." And we ended up going in. You know, it was straight straight to the stage. Once you're done, straight out, and that's yeah. just how it worked. So it was it, it was something I definitely enjoyed. It's something I would definitely do again. Uh, what what yeah, kind of music did you guys play? 
we played regional Mexican music. So with my Mexican background, that's what we grew up with. That's what we grew up listening at home. So that's that's what we played. We played anything from like folk uh, cumbias to, you know, what they call um, what you guys would consider like country. We consider it kind of like corrido. So it's kind of like the same thing. They kind of talk about the land and the people. So that's kind of something else we played. Uh, played a little bit of everything. <laughs> so you're talking about your uh, your your truck and your dog and your your, yep. your 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 dad dying or whatever, you know, that kind All of stuff. All that good stuff, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how far away from that is like mariachi music? So... It's not that far away because we do also incorporate some strings, um, but we it's not fully strings. So mariachi is just fully strings, um, mm. you know, guitars, violins and stuff. We did incorporate bass, um, regular guitar, uh, piano, drums, depending on what type of music we were playing. So cu- uh, cumbia comes from a wide range. So not just Mexico, but Colombia mm. and Argentina and other places like that. So we would play a lot of that. That has a lot of congas in it. Um some sax, some accordion. So it, anything we could get our hands on that that made music, we kind of threw it in. And were you guys multi-instrumentalists or did you specialize in just one thing or what? Um, so I learned piano. Um, I had to learn keyboard more than anything because it, it, it involved it a lot in the majority of the music we did. Um, we would get different sound cards that we would put into our core pianos that would make different instruments. That's what we use a lot to not have to hire a you know saxophone player or hire right. a trumpet player we would just do it on the piano so um that's what i learned and then um we all learned conga it was something that we all had to know how to play uh, just because my dad wanted us to know the electric percussions that's something we all learned too and drums to some extent we all had to learn how to keep a beat so my dad all wanted all of us to know at least how do you start a beat on a drum so that's all we learned too so yeah we can we can pretty much slightly play everything yeah. um, I have a brother who he is just a musician by ear he can pick up any instrument and just twiddle it and he is on a roll it's oh, quite impressive yeah i'm so um, jealous but no, of it wasn't like anything that. we learned <laughs> right it wasn't anything we learned learned but we all picked something up we still do it the instruments in the garage are always set up the majority of the time you just go in and turn on everything and just rock out so family get-togethers are a, a play, playing songs and stuff is a big part of it yes it is yeah that's awesome did you guys ever record or anything when we were I think I was probably like 12 or 13. We did get asked to get signed by a um, Latin um, recorder in Texas, but my dad thought we were too young still. And he's like, no, I want you guys to do this for yourselves. For us as a family, if you decide to explore this when you are older, for sure, go for it. But for now, I want you guys just to focus on school, making sure that you guys are doing this as a family. It was kind of the only thing we did as a family. Um so it, it, it was a bummer because we were kind of, you know, happy yeah. and excited because we had actually submitted everything. We had to do a recording and submit it and send it out with a lot of other bands. I mean, people who've been doing this for a year. And for us to even get selected, we were like, come on, Dad. And he's like, no. So it was it, it was a bummer. But we kind of knew where his head was at. And now that we're adults, we, we realize eh, that was probably best. <laughs> yeah, he sounds very wise. Kudos to your <laughs> dad. Smart definitely guy. Definitely thank him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, so you've uh, always uh, been had electronics in your life. I mean, like music. Yes. But yep. what about the electronic side of things? Growing up, it was mostly pro audio. It was that that's kind of where I got my experience of what is an amp or what does a speaker do or mm-hmm. uh, roll up the cable the right way you know certain things that i didn't even think about <laughs> that that is a big deal as a uh, as yes. i play drums in a band and i'm also kind of the equipment manager for our band so okay. rolling up the cables right 
I'd rather you just go over there and sit at the bar and drink a beer and let me roll the cables. If you can't yeah. do it right, don't do it at all. So let's get into it. Uh, you've been at Crutchfield now for what has been about five years. It is four years. And uh, I would imagine in that time you've had a chance to uh, to buy some things, right? Some cool stuff oh, yeah. that we sell that you like. Tell me, what are you uh, what are you most excited about that you've bought that you want people to know about? I would have to go for headphones. Headphones is something that um, I like to buy because I'm a giver. Uh, regardless that I work at Crutchfield, I don't have a lot of me time because I'm also a mother and a wife. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of the headphones that I've bought, I've bought for my husband. Um, he has a tendency of losing, in quotes, his headphones every so often. I think he does it on purpose, but he says he doesn't. So, of course, I get a lot of headphones. He he is an outdoors guy. Um, he also works out. So um, headphones was something that I knew as soon as I was working. You know, when I, when I started to work at Crutchfield, I was like, this is something I'm probably going to be spending a lot of money on. And and yes, it was. It, it, it for sure was. So We've kind of pretty much tried all of them, to be honest with you, from in-ears to over-the-ears to anything you can pretty much think of. That, you know, when I started at Crutchfield in 1996, we sold uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 10 different pairs of headphones, right, okay. from two companies. We had Sony headphones, we had Sennheiser headphones, and that was kind of it. And, you know, and then uh, throughout the next 25 years, <laughs> things changed quite a lot. And now uh, people don't just have a set of headphones at home. They don't just have a set of headphones for working out. I think people, generally speaking, have five or six pairs of headphones each, which is why there's now, you know, 30 or 40 different brands of headphones. We've got three or four hundred yep. different choices of headphones, every different <laughs> style. Everything from the high-end audiophile stuff to the uh, very inexpensive kids, you know, starter headphones and Absolutely. and everything in between. And so you have so much to choose from. So what's tell me about the nicest pair of headphones you guys have had. The nicest pair of headphones, I'd have to say, were um, from a brand called uh, Phil. I think that's how you pronounce it, F-I-L-L. -L. We sold them at a point in time. I actually got those from a giveaway. They came and did a training with us and... Um, you know, as a lot of our vendors are generous enough to do some giveaways for us. And that was one of the ones I had uh, won. And they were fantastic until my husband lost them. Oh, that's that one of the ones he lost. <laughs> that was oh, one of no. the ones he lost. Go figure. <laughs> so um, they were really cool. They were they were they had a really nice weight to them. The design was really nice. And I think for us, it's just we're not you know, big fanatics of over the ear. We're more of in-ear. We're more of wireless because it's just, we're always on the go. Mm -hmm. um, so for us, even though those were the most expensive ones I've had and they were really cool, they weren't actually the favorite ones. Yeah. I mean, you probably know this, but we've done over the ear headphone comfort tests at Crutchfield. Like we, we took a whole bunch of pairs of headphones and we had a whole bunch of Crutchfield employees try them on and rate them for comfort, you know, like how tight they are, how, how, how comfortable they are, how soft they are, et cetera, et cetera. And boy, comfort is a big deal. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of the products that we sell that you wear. Like most of the products you don't wear the, the stuff, the stuff that we sell, it sits on a shelf, it sits in your car, but headphones, probably yeah. the most intimate product that we sell. I mean, it sits on or in your head. <laughs> And it's got to be right. Uh, not it doesn't just have to sound good. It's got to feel good. Absolutely, and that's that's one of the things that when I 
buy for my husband, um, that's 100% his number one. If it's not comfortable, I don't care how cool they are, how much they cost. I don't want them. They have to be comfortable because we're using them five to six hours a day. And if they're not comfortable, you're not going to enjoy the audio. You're not going to care what they look like. You know, you want to make sure that, that, that they feel right. So, um, I think that's another thing that had led us to using more of the in-ear wireless because since we are on the go, we are outside, the comfort for us is, is better with them. So the the feel headphones, the F-I-L-Ls, those were the nicest headphones, but not your favorite. Tell me about your favorite headphones. Favorite would have to be these babies here. I don't know if you can see them. Power Beats Pro? Yes. Um Everything about them, 10, 10 out of 10. Um, the comfort is amazing on them. I have little tiny ear holes, so <laughs> my ear canals are really small. Uh, I couldn't use any headphones but the regular Apple headphones for the longest time because they mm. just kind of sit perfectly. Um, these actually fit, and that's quite you know something for me. It's one of the things that I struggle a lot with comfort for headphones because I can never find one that fits right i most likely always have to take off that protector ring from them because that's small as i need them uh but these are perfect these fit perfectly right they sit right even though they have a little hinge on the back to kind of go you know over the ear or like the back part of your ear it's not uncomfortable uh, as as other headphones had been before um they're wireless they connect you know without an issue um my husband, who uses them um, a lot more, um, his second uh, second language is English. He says the app is amazing. He said it's a no brainer. You just it's as uh, as easy as you can have an app to connect. And uh, you said he's an outdoorsy type person. Does he go hiking? Is he working out? Is he running? What's he doing with them? Yeah, uh, well, he works outside. He is a farm manager, so he is out all day long, up and down. Um, one of the things he loved about him was that uh, comparison to the Klipsch. He had the Klipsch. Um, yeah, the um, True Wireless. Uh, the the True the, Wireless. The, the T5s, I think. They were really sensitive. They had a touch of the outer part of them, so he yeah. couldn't wear his beanie or his hoodie while he was out, um, or even move his head a certain way because they would disconnect. They would fall off. Those Klipsch T5 headphones, I had a pair of the uh, the first generation, the first one. Mm-hmm. That Klipsch made sounds like the same ones, and yeah. uh, Klipsch redesigned them about a year ago, yep. and so they're now it's the version two, and mm-hmm. they fixed all of the stuff that people criticized them for, and the newer versions of the T5s from Klipsch are pretty awesome. Uh, they've okay. and they've got they've got some for everybody. So if he's a little gun shy on the Klipsch headphones cuz they sounded great. Like that wasn't the oh, problem. Yeah. It was like you said <laughs> right. it was the touch thing on the side was a little wonky. They have fixed all of that. They all have Bluetooth 5.0 now. Uh, wow. the touch controls are different. Uh, they fit better. So the Klipsch Klipsch listened. Uh, to Klipsch's credit, they really heard the feedback and they basically fixed all the problems and the new T5s are Pretty awesome. I don't doubt he's going to lose a pair soon, so <laughs> give it a try. <laughs> uh, what about the kids? Kids all have headphones and stuff like that kids, yet? I mean, they're yes, young, right? I have right? one but... kiddo. Absolutely. I have one kiddo, and um, I got excited. He was like one, I think, or one and a half when I bought him the JBL kids that we still sell. Yeah. They are the JR300BTs. They come in different colors. I bought him uh, a blue and orange one because he had a YouTube character that he followed that his colors were blue and orange. I was like, that's probably going to give it a thing. And he loves them. He loves them because, again, he sees my husband wear them or when I have some on. And he, of course, wants to be mom, dad. So uh, he'll put them on. Um, 
uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be using them probably a lot more now because my brother is giving him drum lessons. So uh, he wants to start rocking out. And yes. you know, we were listening to Queen on our way home last night because he was like, I have to practice. I have to listen to rock and roll. He's four. But oh, man. it's awesome. We're starting him at four. Um, but I love them. I love them for sure because they have a gap of, I think it's 85 dB that is sensitive enough for kids. doesn't go above that. So uh, they last like the, the, I don't think, I don't remember the last time I charged them. I mean, they last a really long time. Uh, I've always been a fan of JBL. So it was, it was really neat to make sure that that brand made them work the right way. And, and that's cool. That's uh, important that you don't want to just throw headphones on a kid and crank the music up or let them crank their own music up because they'll do exactly what I used to do, uh, which is turn it <laughs> yep. up way too loud. And <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I still like it pretty darn loud. But uh, I, I, you know, the more you do that uh, early on, the long, the the worse it'll be hearing wise later on. So. Uh, yeah, kudos to JBL for uh, not blasting our kids' ears to oblivion early. Yes. Can you count how many pairs of headphones does your family, how many pairs of headphones do you currently own that are not lost? <laughs> eight. <laughs> Three people, eight yep. pairs of headphones. So eight that's more headphones. the norm these days is that we need yes, a lot of absolutely, headphones. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it's because either, you know, you forget to charge one, you know, if it comes to that or we have we have a pair in the car, we have two or three pair at home, we have a pair in the bedroom, we have some active noise canceling. So we've had those for the longest time. Uh, is there a, is oh. there a centrally located stereo system at the house like what's going on yeah there? so there there is there is a central located one we do have a soundbar and then we also have um the the clips speaker that we use the clips one that's kind of where we get a lot of our music from um even though we're home we don't always watch a lot of movies or a lot of things at home again because we're mostly out um <laughs> this pandemic has been really hard on us because we enjoy being outdoors yeah yeah so um but other than that we also have uh the bose revolve that we use a lot we love it it's probably one of the best portable ones we have and we'll use that one everywhere my husband will take a shower and he puts it in the bathroom or he'll be outside and just jamming it out as well um the kiddo loves it too it's he knows how to use it like he so simple to use he turns yeah. it on knows what button does what and we're good to go so that's the uh, that's the really durable sort of round one with 360 yep. degree sound right correct Yes. I remember when Bose came here to do training on that product the first time, uh, they were talking about how durable it was. And one of the things they did was they just threw it on the ground uh, right in front ground. of us. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, yeah, Absolutely. sure. And they just you know, knocked it off the table onto the ground. And that thing hit with a, I mean, it was a, it's a heavy duty little Bluetooth speaker. It's a bump. And oh, it, yeah. we all felt it when it hit the floor. And he just picked it right up and it just kept playing music and it kept sounding yep. great. So, yeah, uh, that's a great little speaker. That's awesome. Uh, well, that's a bunch of good stuff. Uh, what else? Uh, you got anything else that you've bought from Crutchfield that you're like, I got to tell JR about this? You know, car gear for sure. I mean, we all have cars. We all got to listen to good music. So um, it's it's been really neat learning that part of uh, electronics as well, learning how to do your own installs, uh, understanding how to wire it, and then teaching others. It's, it's it's quite amusing for me to show my 30 year old brother, you know, how to how to hook up some speakers because he would never think about it. You know, he's like, "What do you know about car audio?" He doesn't know uh, all about installs like you do. 
not at all, not at all. And it was so funny because he was recording. He's like, in case my car turns on fire, I know who to go to. It was funny as <laughs> thing because he had, he had no trust. But uh, here we are about three or four months after his install. He loves the thing. So. Uh, I remember when I got hired, uh, I, would, uh, I, I became the person who installed stereos for my mom, for my dad, for my sister. Uh, I also remember, I mean, I learned all about car stereo at Crutchfield in training, doing installs yep. and such. Uh, but, you know, most of the job, uh, the, most of your job, most of my job is not actually doing the installs. It's talking about it with customers on the phone or in chat. Yep. Uh, and so in my head, I understood most of it, but I, I needed to get out there into cars and put it into practice. And I did. And I've only I've only got like one or two horror stories where I screwed up something re really really bad. I think in my sister's car I ran a wire uh, behind the dash uh, and it got caught up in the. This was in like an older car where it had like you know the sliders for the uh, heating and ventilating and air, oh, air yeah, conditioning yeah, 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 controls yeah. and stuff. Mm -hmm. The big sliders that you move and it, apparently a wire got caught up in one of those sliders. And uh, she went to adjust them, and all of a sudden, her HVAC didn't work, her stereo didn't work. Ooh. It was, and, and she lived two hours away, and this didn't happen until she got home. No. So uh, I had to go up back to her house, and it was, uh, yeah, I, I learned oh, a lot man. in those early days uh, of of doing installs. Do As you we should. Do you have any horror stories or have yours all I gone really well? I don't have really a horror well? story, but I don't know if you remember when I was in your training class, because JR, of course, is is our trainer. Um, when I was in your training class, we were at the install bay at the store, and I had been working with another advisor, Dino, um, who is still an advisor here. And um, we were hooking up a subwoofer in my Toyota Camry. We were almost done. We were so excited. We were about the first people done, getting ready to roll. And we turn it on, right? We turn on the car and you're like, eh, sounds pretty good. I'm like, oh, okay. It sounds pretty good. You know, we were totally excited. We got your approval. We go to the back of the trunk and you're like, okay, you have a really nice factory audio system. I'm like, thank you. You're like, yeah, I'm saying that because you didn't hook up the subwoofer to your amp. So the subwoofer was installed, but there was <laughs> no speaker wire whatsoever coming from the amp to the subwoofer. So we were like, Oh, you know, we had, we thought we were done. We thought we were, you know, the top ones of the class because we had finished and we didn't even hook them up together. So, so, so you had um, the amp fully much. installed. You had the subwoofer <laughs> yep. in the box and all that in there, but the amp was all not connected to, to the sub. And your oh, system whatsoever. had enough bass that maybe you didn't even realize that at first. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. And then here I go crawling my little self back into my trunk to hook it all together. <laughs> And night and day difference. Once when you hook night up the sub up difference. to the amplifier, oh, it sounds so yes. much better than when it's not hooked up to the amplifier. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Eric, have you uh, have you done many car stereo installations yourself? I have done some installs over the years, and of course, I used to work at a retail store where we had professional installers, and I could see them being done quite often. Yeah, do you have <laughs> like any, all the time? Do you have really. any horror stories? Have you have you ever done like a really bad install? Uh, no, I've of always, course not. I've always had great resources, um, to make sure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> I've done, I've done one, maybe two, uh, but they were well before I started working at Crutchfield. <laughs> okay. Uh, in high school, my friends and I were like, yeah, we've got cars, let's put stereos in them. We didn't know anything about what we were doing mm. at all. I had a 1980 Buick LeSabre 
So that radio was a shafted style radio behind a very heavy duty piece of steel in the dash. You had to pull the radio out from behind it as opposed to just coming straight out of the dash like modern radios do. <laughs> okay. So to get the new one in, I mean, it was many hours, many cuts on the hands. Uh, and then I also installed an amplifier to go with it. Nice. And uh, But the real icing on the cake was the brand new 6x9 speakers I was putting in the rear dash. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that there was a company that made like brackets to install those and hang them in the rear dash oh, appropriately. No. Okay. So, and the screw holes didn't match up and I didn't have a drill. I didn't know what to do about that. So I literally used coat hangers to hang the speakers in huh. the rear dash. They weren't okay. attached to the rear dash at all. Uh, they were just kind of hanging there. So no bass response. And I didn't know better. Sure. I thought they sounded fine, but that, that's a way to do it. That's a horror. It was a horror show. Like I, I'm, I can't believe I'm admitting that on a Crutchfield <laughs> podcast, but it was like, I was 16. Yeah. I had no well, idea. I hadn't read a Crutchfield catalog yet. I didn't know anything about it. And your installation abilities have become marginally better than that. Slightly time. better. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. And you know, in helping trainees do all those installs in training classes, that moment that uh, Maria describes where you go from, uh, oh my gosh, I just spent all this time installing and there's no sound coming out. It's not working. It was like a, it was from a high to a low. Oh my gosh. Right back to a high. Such a low. That yeah. low is the worst, right. right? When you're there and it, hopefully you're there for two minutes and then you're like, oh, I remembered I forgot to hook this up or that up or flip a switch or I need to connect the battery in my car again. You know, basic things like that. And then uh, the jubilation you experience from, okay, good. I don't have to redo all the, or, or undo all the work I just did. It actually does work. There's, there's fewer, better feelings in the world of car installation, especially for a do-it-yourselfer, right? Uh, when you're doing these things, there's going to be moments like that. That's right. It's, uh, you're doing some work that is, you know, and for the most part is done by professionals, mm -hmm. but can very much be done by a do-it-yourself or that's kind of what Crutchfield's all about with the uh, the master sheets, the installation instructions, all the helpful articles and the videos. Support. That's the key right there is we got your back. If you're trying to do an installation on your own and you've never done it before and you are listening to this show, so you've heard of Crutchfield, you got no excuse. Get your stuff at Crutchfield, you get free tech support. And it's uh, not only for the installation, but if you have trouble setting the clock on your car stereo six years from now, we got your back on that too. So That's right. How has it been uh, with the pandemic working from home mostly, I assume? You're not, you're not coming into the call center every day anymore? Uh, correct. I started to go into the call center a little more about a month ago. I'm trying to go maybe once or twice a week. Um, from being a sales advisor, I'm now a sales team leader for Crutchfield. So I now have my own team and I have a couple of my advisors who work in office. So for me, it's it's quite crucial to make sure that they understand that regardless that we're in this whole pandemic, that they have someone to go for, uh, someone they can count on, um, someone we can talk, you know, products about. So it's very important that we stay on top of our game as much as we can. Um, it was definitely hard at the beginning, but, you know, we're taking it day by day and I'm super excited. I'm back in the office. You know, I'm super excited to see more people in the office. It's really nice to just see people walk down and hear conversations like we used to have them. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Even though we have to teach and talk about some highly technical stuff, uh, all the connectivity, how sound works, uh, parallel and series subwoofer wiring. If it's if we don't make it fun, it it's a lot harder to learn that stuff. And so, Maria, thank you so much for talking to me. This has been awesome. You're welcome.
All right, so that was my interview with Maria. I think you'll agree she is a superstar. Absolutely, she is. And like so many Crutchfield employees, she started off as a musician first. And yeah, man, we love to find people that are into this gear, into talking about it, into working with people that are fun to talk to, and they are also musicians. There's something... It's kind of, I don't know if it's even tangible, right? But if you are also a musician... You're passionate about music, for sure, right? There's something there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You appreciate when things sound good. And we have a lot of musicians at Crutchfield. Absolutely. Part of our DNA is uh, you know, is ingrained because of the amount of musicians that we have that work for us. Yeah. Play music, feel better. It's one of my sort of life mottos, and uh, it applies to whether you're creating music as a musician or just making it possible to play music on your stereo. All right, so let's get into some mailbag questions. I was trying to figure what makes sense to talk about here, and a big, sure. big, a big chunk of what Maria was excited to talk to me about today was headphones. Yeah. And all the headphones her families have. So we were popular topic. Yeah, we were we were looking through the articles uh, that we have on our website about headphones, where we have people posting questions. We thought we would tackle a couple of those questions here. So the first question is from Scott. Okay, Scott. All right, what you got going on? Scott says my biggest problem with over the ear headphones and hearing protection is my glasses. Ooh, Having okay. something press on the arms gives me a headache every time. Interesting. Okay. You got any thoughts on let's talk we don't sell hearing protection products, right? But we right. do sell over 300 pairs of headphones, many yeah. of which fit over the ears. And that's right. what he's specifically talking oh, and about. And I prefer I don't wear glasses, mm -hmm. but I can imagine exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. Um and, but I and I also do prefer the over the ear headphones out right. of the different types that are out there. They do for, for most environments. I mean some environments, you know, require Yeah, I, we're both right now wearing over the ear headphones. Yeah. It blocks out the outside. It makes a nice seal. They can be very comfortable. Yes. Uh, and they can also, though, be heavy. They can pinch your head. They can be tight. Uh, and so, yeah, getting the right pair for the for your ears, for your head. And if you wear glasses, that's a factor for right. sure. Right. Uh, such a factor that when we did headphone comfort testing uh, a year or so ago, we actually have an article about that. It'll be in the show notes for this episode. We factored that in. That was one of the questions we asked our Crutchfoot employees that were trying on different headphones and rating them for comfort. Do you wear glasses or not? Or were you wearing them for this test? And uh, the actually the pair of of the pair of headphones that came out on top as our most comfortable headphones. Mm -hmm were the Meze Classics, and yeah. specifically, Eric, one of our copywriters, not you, right. different Eric, yep. he said, they feel really light. The headband design relieves pressure on the top of my head. Ear cups fit well and don't pinch my glasses against my head. Wow. that I, I think that just answered his question. Yeah, and they're not even... So why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have got this other Eric. Yeah, the other Eric's got the answer. Absolutely. That's awesome. He wears glasses. No, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've, I've got... The headphones I'm wearing right this second have a similar... A headband, and it kind of looks like a like an upside down hammock for your head. I, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a weird way of describing it, but that's that's kind of what it's like. And uh, that well, uh, that way that the pressure of keep the headphones keeping themselves on your head is not just 
a rigid band across the top. It's not just the ear cups. It's it's right. a, something m- much softer and more comfortable. Yeah, and and that's what I love about these. I, I'm bald, and uh, so the, these are bald man approved for sure. There you go. Uh, it, it definitely distributes that pressure uh, evenly across a much larger surface. I don't end up with those little spots on the top of my head, like if I have padding that goes across if I'm wearing headphones for a long period of time. There so, you go. Yeah, so I, I, I love that that recommendation. So, Scott, the Meze Classics, Meze 99 classics they're not even a crazy expensive pair of headphones they're under 500 bucks uh and they sound amazing and feel great yep jeff uh our headphone guru also answered scott's question uh and the meze classics those are wired over ear headphones yeah jeff had a better uh, a different solution for if you're looking for something wireless bluetooth headphones which a lot of us, that's what we need these days. Can uh, I guess here? You want to guess at his uh, suggestion? Go for it. I was part of those testing, uh, th- that testing process. And uh, if I remember correctly, the Bose Quiet Comforts, uh, the 35s, I believe, those uh, also scored incredibly high. And that would be a wireless uh, Bluetooth solution. You, that's a really good guess. And I, uh, I personally have a pair of Bose Quiet Comfort 35s. Yeah. I use them mainly when I'm mowing the grass. They're noise canceling. They do great for that. They block out the sound of the lawnmower. And I wear sunglasses usually when I'm mowing the grass. So wearing those headphones with glasses on for hours on end, because I have a large yard, uh, I can say for sure they are comfortable with glasses on. That wasn't Jeff's suggestion, though. Well, there's another suggestion. Jeff's suggestion is basically the closest competitor to those Bose QuietComfort 35. The Sony (laughs) WH-1000XM3s. There's a newer version, the XM4s out available now. Yep. Uh, and they and the Bose are equally comfortable. Yeah, they're, they're neck and neck. literally side by side. I actually own the Sonys, but I remember that in that one test, the, the Bose uh, performed incredibly well. Yep. There you go. All right. Uh, I've got another question from the mailbag. Oh, we have a twofer? Yeah. A wonderful. We've got a multiple here. Uh, this one is from David from Westover, Maryland. And his question uh, to Jeff. Jeff is the guy that wrote the article, so he's asking Jeff. So another headphone question. Yes. Okay. Hello, Jeff. Thanks for all the great info and research you've done. What headphone open back with cord oh, Okay. and amp with a DAC combo would you recommend for mostly classical and jazz streamed through a service like Spotify using their higher audio bit rates? This will be in a dedicated listening area, so the amp doesn't need to be mobile. And here's the bottom line, somewhere in the $600 range. Ooh, so we're, we're, we're looking at some really good options here, right? No doubt, yeah. So some sort of audiophile sort of level of headphone powered by a headphone amplifier. Right. Uh, that's going to play music from his computer, from Spotify, and not really in a portable scenario, but sitting at sitting in a chair, listening to a dedicated music sort of listening area. Yeah. So it sounds like we could probably upgrade the the DAC at the same time. Mm-hmm. Have a headphone amp and yep. some really good over the ear. Uh, headphones. So I, I personally own some HD 600s. Yeah. Uh, those are kind of an old school Sennheiser model. I've had them for about 20 years now. Um, and uh, I know uh, that model lasted, that was, those were out for a long, long time, but I know they're no longer around. They're like hard to find these days or they're, they're discontinued from Sennheiser. Um, but uh that HD series lives on with a bunch of different models. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I would be looking at those. 
That's a great choice. I love the Sennheiser, especially the open back headphones. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great choice. The headphones Jeff recommended were the Odyssey LCD ones. Okay. Familiar with those? Yeah, absolutely. Planar magnetic. Yeah, open yeah. Open back. Yes. Wired headphones. Very nice. Yeah, right? The the sort of crisp, I mean, just super detailed sound out of these headphones is incredible. Plenty of good bass. And Definitely want that amp. They will, they yeah. will appreciate uh, that amp for sure. And the uh, headphone amp that Jeff recommended is the iFi Zen DAC. It's a pretty small, compact amp that really packs a punch. It can drive these headphones quite well. Doesn't cost a ton of money. For both of those together, you've got money left over. You can take yourself out to dinner. There you go. I like it. Right on. All right. We've got one last question, and this one's a doozy. This question comes from Ralph from Felton, and uh, he says, Hi, I am a paranormal investigator and looking for a good pair of headphones. Not sure if I need a covered ear or an inner ear headphone. I need something that can pick up sounds you normally can't hear. Sensitive to any sound. It's amazing how some headphones I hear more sounds than others, and I'm tired of wasting money on headphones I can't use. Any suggestions, please? Okay. Um, you didn't see that one coming, did you? Hey, you know, you know when we're qualifying folks for headphones, um, people use headphones in different environments and mm -hmm. listen to different things. Uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, earlier we were talking about how there's not one pair of headphones that does everything incredibly well, right? Yeah. Um, so, so we're looking for... Uh, I'm going with over the ear. Okay. You know, maybe maybe something that can block out some sound. Okay. Um, now, is he going to do we, we don't know if he's just so going to use these. Here's a situation, right? So it's one purpose. If we had the benefit of talking to Ralph from Fenton on the phone, we would have a lot of questions for Ralph. We would want to know more about his paranormal investigations. Right. What is an example of some of the sounds he's trying to hear? Right. Is he going to use these for music as well? Maybe. Right. So we would want to know: is this, is this is he trying to like listen to these sounds? Like where where would they be coming from? Would they be a wired headphone? Would make more sense? Something Bluetooth or wireless? Is he trying to block out the sound of everything except for these sounds and somehow amplify these sounds? Yeah. So like, like in that case, maybe studio monitor style headphones where they're you know uh, made to hear all frequencies but also may to kind of block out just other things from... Uh, yeah, and a yeah. good pair of over-ear headphones that are closed back, right, might make a really nice seal against your head. And when you put those on, you kind of get lost in, into the world of your headphones. And if you're not playing any music, you might be able to hear things that you normally can't hear. Yeah. Would you say it's, it would lift your spirits, maybe? Very nicely. Nicely done. Well, I appreciate you. that one. <laughs> thank you. Another consideration might be some noise-canceling headphones. because, And this might sound counterintuitive if you're a paranormal investigator, but a lot of noise-canceling headphones have a mode that you can put them in that actually brings in the sound from the outside world. They have microphones right. on them designed to listen to the sounds around you and bring them in. Now, they're probably mainly designed for the sounds that you can normally hear since those are what they are designed to actually cancel out. But they kind of work both ways, so that might do it. Uh, or, last and not least, a, a good set of in-ear like um like a, like a studio monitor in ear headphone with a with a good sort of rubbery felty like spongy tip that seals up your ear so a noise isolating headphone which will again sort of sure 
Shure is a great call. Shure makes some great in-ear studio headphones that are very noise isolating. So, uh, so those are the type of headphones a musician might use. Yeah, absolutely. Like right, on stage, right. absolutely. Yep. So they want to be able to block out everything and only hear what's being piped in. So I wish I knew more about what Ralph from Fenton, the paranormal investigator, was trying to do with these headphones, uh, because maybe we could then maybe have a more precise recommendation. But I saw this question, and I just could not leave it unaddressed. I, I love it. I love it. I, hopefully, we can find a good solution for him. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's possible. And I think that does it for yet another episode of Crutchfield, the podcast. This one went several places uh, we were not necessarily expecting, and we loved every minute of it. Eric, thank you for coming over and uh, joining me in the studio today. Hey, thanks for having me. Once again, it was a blast. Uh, we'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, and please check the show notes on crutchfield.com slash podcast. We'll have links to stuff that we talked about in today's episode. Uh, and that's where you go. You can make comments right there. You can leave us questions. So if you have questions for us that we could address on an upcoming episode of Crutchfield, the podcast, we'd love it if you could leave it right there. Wherever you're playing this podcast, though, whatever player you're using, make sure you like us, follow us, subscribe to us, leave comments, review us, all that stuff. It helps grow this. Uh, we're having fun doing it. We want Crutchfield to still pay us to continue making a podcast for the foreseeable future. So we just want more people to listen. If we get enough people listening by the end of this season, Season, we have pledged, and Bill Crutchfield has agreed to let me interview him about the stuff he loved so much that he, well, he already bought it because Crutchfield has it, but the stuff he actually took to his house and installed and uses. But that is something we don't want to do until we can say to Bill, hey, we've got a ton of listeners, and we are a fairly new podcast. We're still growing this thing, and so please share it out. Tell your friends about it, and because uh, it's a lot of fun. We think it's helpful, especially for this episode, if you know anybody that's looking to get a set of headphones. A lot of headphone talk here. So, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'm JR. This is Eric, and uh, we'll see you in about two weeks. Thank you.